We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll Our see. Shows what you know. That's why the we'll people always watch TV. Web. Believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Oh, yeah. Just a little something, something, because it's nice and spooky. Here. That was scary for me. I'm scared. Oh, oh, scary stuff. Man, it's like a ghost in the machine here for our spooky Halloween TV episode discussion. This is Shows What You Know. Welcome to the graveyard. They did the graveyard mash, indeed. Oh my gosh! Welcome to the graveyard, everybody. Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm stuck in a spider web. This is a, this is an aside, but if anyone has like bug repellent and or know some exterminators, uh, please come help me. I am being devoured by a spider as we do this broadcast. Jim's in Vegas, so he can't help. Uh, but if anyone in Sweden or Norway, you know the whole Scandinavian area, I am currently inside a spider web, waiting for a spider to to come and eat me. So. Yeah. I don't know if you're listening on the podcast, but you are missing out on an embarrassment of riches right now. I feel really like, uh, like say you show up for a Halloween party and you're like, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be casual. Don't worry about it. No one's going to dress up. So you don't wear a costume and everyone has the best costumes because Jacob's got the spooky lighting. He's got the spider web. He's got like decorations. All I got is the zombie. Uh, (laughs) The zombie face. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's a zombie. Ooh. You say that like it's a bad thing. The zombie face. I feel like I am embarrassed to have my own face here. Like, where's my spider face? Is that a thing we can arrange? I assume not. But anyway, I'm just here in the spider web. So I figured we could talk about our, our favorite Halloween specials. I'll be eaten long before Halloween comes around. Uh, unless they put poison in my body to delay my death. You know, we're all going to die one day. So, um, yeah. That's why uh, we're going to go through our top 10, well, I guess top five each, Halloween yeah. specials on TV of all time. Yes, of all time. Sorry. Yes, of all time, even though, what's my old? Oh, no, I guess my, my I have a, one that goes back fairly far. Yes. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I also realize that while I say of all time, it's actually really, uh, it's really skewed towards my age and demographic like i i know i'm not as versed in things as i should be i could be more versed but uh hey i'm gonna die soon so just give me this give me this one moment before um my demise uh arachnoid demise you know and just let me have my top picks um we have a lot to get through with with five each do you want to just blast into it i'm so excited i just can't hide it but i'm trying to because of the spiders Yes, let's just get into it now. Who who wants to start? Who's starting? Oh, shit. I think you're starting, Jim. All right, I'll start. I'll start. So, uh, I mean, I guess there's not much to be said beforehand. We'll just say this is, this is our top five, and here is my number five. I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. Gee, I got a candy bar. Boy, I got three cookies. Hey, I got a package of gum. I got a rock. Trick or treat. I got a popcorn ball. I got a 
I got a rock. Yes, that's right. Charlie Brown. Oh, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Now, I don't know uh, internationally how this uh, measures up, but this is a Halloween staple here in the United States. Uh, the big follow-up to uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, of course, is the great pumpkin. Where are you at on the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown? I don't I think I saw it one time. I that's one of the things that I saw on people's list where I realized if I if I'd seen it, if it was part of my childhood, it would probably be on my list. Uh but no, I, I it's not like it's something that's close to my heart. I don't I like vaguely remember it, although I probably remember it more from reading Snoopy comics. That's what I remember. And uh, it's called I guess it's called peanuts in English. We call it Snoopy comics or snobben in Swedish. Well, I mean, as a kid, that's probably what I called it. Because as a kid, I was just like, Snoopy. Hey, Snoopy's on. Yeah. Uh, or maybe Charlie Brown. But it was for sure Snoopy. And then, yeah, when I became an adult, everyone's like, hey, how about Peanuts? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't understand <laughs> yeah. what you're saying right now. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know that about the the great pumpkin in the comics until like fairly recently. Because uh, mm. I'm just a schlub that only knows about the TV specials. And watching it recently, I realized I haven't watched it easily like a decade or something like that and uh it's that old thing when you watch it as an adult and you realize that it's like a farce making fun of like santa claus and and like not being truly religious and how ridiculous you are for i mean not so much because charles Schulz is like christian obviously because of the like you get from like the christmas special yeah but, like, he hates santa claus because we're not worshiping jesus like we should <laughs> yeah and to me as a kid it was just like nah i love the great pumpkin and halloween it's so cool and he gets a rock i feel bad for him although i will say even as a kid i didn't like i i was never into the i always zoned out when any, on these cartoons when snoopy's being the pilot I'm like all oh, right yeah it. it goes on forever and ever he's a pilot jesus imagination and all that yeah yeah well I mean, what happens in the special, you could tell me, uh, because I just remember that he really believed in the great pumpkin, and he was always hanging out, waiting for the pumpkin, and that's why they made that thing in How I Met Your Mother about the slutty pumpkin. That's the only thing I remember. Uh, I don't know if does the pumpkin actually show up, or is it left ambiguous, or is it just like, faith is for weaklings, only one god exists, is that the end of the special? Well, I've never seen How I Met Your Mother, so I can't speak to that. But no, it he ne the Great Pumpkin never shows up, and Charlie Brown makes a comment that it's that's a stupid thing, and then Linus is like, "It's not stupid. You'll see. There's going to be the Great Pumpkin next year." Um, and one of my favorite running things is he keeps saying that the Great Pumpkin will only come to a pumpkin patch that's sincere. It has to be sincerity, <laughs> and he's always like. This is the most sincere pumpkin patch. There's no way the great pumpkin won't come here. Uh, but yeah, yeah read up on it. It's just he's making fun of Santa Claus. He's like, if you believe in Santa Claus, you're dumb. You're just as dumb as someone that would believe in the great pumpkin. Great. Uh, I need to watch it. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess moving on, right? Because we're not going to do our breakdowns on... Uh... We'd be here for 10 hours, and I hear the spider legs are clicking. So I'm going to go ahead and say that my number five is... <gasps> Hi. Oh, Britta. You look adorable. 
beautiful. Thank you. I hate when women use Halloween as an excuse to dress up like sluts, you know? Yeah. Okay, everyone. I think we can begin. I've got everyone's personalized cookie tombstones, por tradición. And in a few minutes, we're going to start the dance of the dead, la danza de los muertos. You don't have to keep doing that. Party on. <laughs> That's right. My top five, uh, or my number five, is Community Season 1, Episode 7, Introduction to Statistics. And now I hear you all yell, Community, what? We hate that now. It's got, it went downhill, so we hate it forever. I understand. There's a spider in my hair. I didn't realize this was here. Um, that's a small one. Don't worry about that. Uh, yes, Community. Uh, it's season one. It's so weird to watch season one of Community because the characters are so raw. What they're trying to do is so crazy. If you haven't watched it, it takes place at a community college and it grew into this crazy thing where like, it feels like in season one they were kind of like just starting to figure out what they were doing and yet they were nailing it better than ever but the characters act so weird compared to later but maybe they were more true to themselves at that point, who knows? In introduction to statistics, Annie's holding a Day of the Dead party, and the plot is whether Jeff will show up or if he'll go with the hot professor. And uh doesn't sound amazing, but honestly, like, uh, comparing it to season two of Community, which is also has a, a Halloween special, that's an episode where there's a zombie outbreak, and that was almost on my list because I actually kind of like that episode, but I can't help but write it off because it kind of ends with it all being fake like they or they all not quite fake but they all get like gas leaked like it, it gets uh retconned more or less that they, they never there never were any zombies kind of and i mean it does have like a zombie like it's a zombie comedy set to abba which is great but um but i mean season one still has more of a story and it's more rooted in the characters and where they are and where, where they're going it felt like and I, I don't know. I really I kind of liked it. I liked it enough to put it on my five. Uh, do you have any memories of these episodes? I was going to ask because I could have sworn I remembered a different Halloween episode. And yeah, I guess that's the season two one you mentioned. Was it just did they have they did they only do two? I, uh, I, th I think so. Yeah, because I was trying to look it up. And I, the same for me. I was watching season two Halloween special. and I was like, where's Batman? I remember Troy and Abed were like he was Batman, and that was a big thing, uh, which was good. But then in like in season two, it's all about how Troy is trying to be less childish, and then he realizes he needs to be childish to uh, kill the zombies. So uh, season one is more about how Pierce, who actually did used to have character and character development on the show, like he he was insecure about being the old guy and he ended up trading some pills with star burns and getting really high and building a fort out of chairs and then it's like they run to get jeff because he's the only one who can help and he's got finally convinces this hot teacher to sleep with him by taking chang's advice and saying please sleep with me i'm so desperate and i have not had sex in so long and <laughs> and instead he has to abandon that and go into this this fort to get Pierce out of there and they have a moment and these characters relate to each other in a way that's different from in la later seasons and you kind of remember who the characters were to begin with. I really enjoyed rewatching it and that's why it's my number five. Yeah, I mean, you you really nailed it. Uh, people have really forgotten community and I do think, I think it's a special show and uh, uh, it deserves better, I'd say. Even, the, you know, Yahoo season aside, which was 
pretty bad. Uh, I, I still think even the series finale is decent. Uh, and you're right. Like a lot of people praise season two and I still like season two, but season two, the wheels were definitely starting to come off a bit because it didn't have that same, like same grounded sensibility, which Mm -hmm. helped to drive things more. It was just more like straight parodies, which is fine. Uh, but I was always surprised at how people said season two was like the pinnacle of that show. Um, and yeah. uh, I was just going to say too, like it, it is interesting that uh, not in just this show, but in, in like kind of seems like in Halloween episodes in general, uh, you usually start to explore the growing up aspect. Um, Cause I, I know you could kind of do that with Christmas specials, but Christmas is still like, even as an adult, you know, there's still tradition and stuff to play off of. Halloween is very much a, a child's holiday that yeah. adults can enjoy. So it's it's always an interesting uh, time to like to show your characters realizing that they're not kids anymore. Yeah, and speaking of that growth, uh, I mean, in season like it maybe from season two, I don't know where, where the cutoff point is exactly in Community, but at some point we forget who these characters were to begin with. They can't. I mean, I don't want to say that they shouldn't grow, but it was kind of more interesting that Troy was a footballer and a cool kid than he's the guy who cries and screams a lot, which, I mean, that's fine too, but he started out as this, like, in contrast to other characters. He was the guy who, he was kind of dumb, that was his thing, and he was, like, he used to be cool and was trying to capture that in the same way that the Jeff Winger was, and uh annie she's doing this thing because it's this is her first chance to get real friends and show that she's cool and that's also super important to her uh but i mean just coming where they came from is i don't know it's a nice place to go back to it's almost like we're going back also to to the childhood of community going back into childhood of halloween is a good parallel there i would do better but you know spiders i think it's not bad even if a spider's controlling your brain right now uh Mm. i think that's a very good pick and uh, it shows restraint that you didn't go with the obvious zombie episode, which I still is still a good episode. I do remember it. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty good. I will have to go back and rewatch some season one Community myself because uh, it's been too long, and uh, there was a bad taste left in my mouth after Yahoo Community. Um, sure. And uh, I don't know. I guess with Rick and Morty, people have forgotten Community. Yeah. I for, I discovered it on my hard drive. I was like, "What's this? What's this show? What's this? What's this?" I was like, <laughs> "Do you want to do uh, your number four? Yes. Okay. So moving right along to me, Jim Scampoli, my number four Halloween episode of TV. Hey, God. Oh, no, it's not playing it's right. Going on. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that looks scary, Jim. Not gonna oh work. My gosh. One more time. Let me see if this works. Mm-hmm. No. Hold on. I gotta I gotta That's fine. I'll vamp about community because I did have one more thing to say that I forgot about, which is that the season two episode, which Matias in the chat says he watched today, it is it is good and one thing that almost tipped the scales was a very simple joke of having Rich the pottery guy, doctor, handsome, awesome guy, uh he wears a banana outfit throughout the whole thing and like 
often we praise community for its clever comedy and so on and so forth but that banana outfit is so goddamn funny when he's being very serious and he's just a banana so uh i i really thought you you saved you saved a lot there community by doing getting some dumb things in there as well so that's number four for me no yeah it's number five for me what's number four for you jim all right let's try this again hey god is something weird going on Charles, you just peed on my shoes. I'll be damned. That's weird. Hey, is this a great party or what? Okay, something is definitely wrong with this picture. This might be the greatest song ever written. Yes, we appear to be under the effects of something. A spell. Yes, that's right. Episode, a uh, Halloween episode from Angel season five. That episode is Life of the Party. Uh, I believe it's the only Halloween episode that Angel has. Uh, I think Buffy has three and Angel has the one. Now, this is in Angel season five, which is when the show kind of tried to reboot itself before being canceled, uh, where they, uh, spoiler alert, where the Angel Gang ends up being head of Wolfram and Hart, their enemies, for four great seasons. And uh, this episode is a rare Lorne-centric episode, which I feel like there was not enough of, because Lorne is a great character, and it's all about him trying to, you know, how hard it is to be the host of the party. And he gives up his sleep so he can work extra hard, because as he even states in the episode... You know, I don't have superpowers. Uh, I'm not like some crazy smart scientist or engineer, but I know how to throw a party and I think this can help you. And so he gives up his sleep. And since he is an empath demon, meaning he can read your fortune, the stress allows him to, uh, instead of, uh, what, what, how do they word it in the episode? They say, instead of like, instead of like basically reading, he's broadcasting and making you do things. And leads leads to much hilarity as Gun he tells Gun and Fred they should maybe have a few drinks and they just get drunk for no reason. Uh, Spike becomes positive. Uh, he tells Gun to start marking his territory, so he starts peeing all around the party. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, there's some uh, misunderstandings with some of the evil guests at their Wolfram and Hart party. Uh, as Angel has to keep it all together, and uh, that is my number four. I think it's a great episode. Yeah, that's cool. I don't have any memory of it. I will be honest, I kind of skimmed season five of oh Angel. God, crazy. Season five is so good. Uh, uh, yeah, I I think it was from watching all of Buffy and then intertwining Angel with Buffy. And then uh, I'd had like an overload. So I honestly don't remember a lot of what you just said. Uh, but it sounds spooky. Well, see, but that's the thing with it. That's... Uh, I'll say that that's not a good idea to skim season five of Angel because, yes, it is a season that is uh, episodic as far as they did they did try to do a bit more standalone episodes. But then by the end, it's like a trick because a lot of characters in those standalone episodes, everything kind of does come together at the end. So you are doing yourself a disservice um, by do, by skimming that season. 
It's yeah, I mean, I'm totally uh, aware, Laura. Like, I I know I'm in the wrong here. Like, I I don't think I w I did a good move. I'm I'm just uh, afraid I don't have much to contribute other than to say that's another great Halloween episode for me to check out by Halloween because we're doing this in advance. Oh wait, I'm gonna die. Never mind. And I, I well, I do want to give a shout out. It's written by Ben Edlund, who uh, is the creator of The Tick, and he also wrote ah. episodes and a lot of other great episodes. So. His episodes are usually a little funnier, and uh, I think it all works. And the thing, the thing that's great about the uh, like the Buffy verse, the Angel verse, or what have you, is that the demons kind of look upon Halloween as tacky. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> uh, kind of like a running gag. So I do enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, it's a great episode. I say you should watch it. And I if will. you haven't watched the show at all, you should just start from season one and just. Try real fast to get to that season five. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedal to the metal, man. Okay, that's your number four. My number four. Well, let me preface this. I hope this works, but go ahead. Okay, yeah, I also hope this works. My number four is a show. They are all against you, Bart. You must kill them all. They all must die. Are you my conscience? I... Yes, I am. Lisa. Lisa. The Butcher Knife, Lisa. They are all against me. They all must die. 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 Everybody Yes, that's right. It is the original, and I'm, I'll fight anyone to the death over this. Oh, this is the original, the first. That was a, a, an overstatement. I'm not going to fight you to the death, but it is the very first Treehouse of Horrors from uh, episode, uh, well, season two of The Simpsons. Now, there's a lot of Treehouse of Horror episodes. These are um, these little three-bit episodic things that they put in to uh, celebrate the the, ho the festive uh, scary season and i picked the first one because i did watch a lot of them and because i did consider uh just shit posting this whole list and making it five different treehouse of horror episodes oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah that would have been real bad so i didn't but uh i picked the first one because hey, yeah, maybe there are segments that are really great in uh, in other bits of uh, trios, uh, but this is the original. It introduced Kang and Kodos. It introduced the whole concept of this uh, scary version of The Simpsons, and it has three sections, all of which uh, I think are pretty good. Where the first one is that The Simpsons move into a haunted house, and basically Marge just yells at it to be polite eventually, and like. Bart annoys it. Do your do the voice again. Do the blood, and uh, then the house decides to explode itself rather than live with the Simpsons, uh, or not explode, implode into another dimension or whatever it does. Um, so that's one of them. And then in a second one, they're abducted by the aliens, Kang and Kodos, who are introduced uh, the first the first glimpse of them, and like there's so many things being established here. I feel. And then there's the last part 
which uh, which is the Raven, which is a really weird and interesting thing that I don't think a lot of cartoons would uh, get away with back then, just doing the Raven, basically, because why would you even want to? Um, but they do want to, and they do it, like, they show... They show their roots. They they show they're more than, like, maybe they're being snobby. Maybe they're taking good literature and putting it through themselves and filtering it. I don't know. But either way, it works with uh, an Edgar Allan Poe comic. Uh, comic? I'm an idiot. Poem starring <laughs> starring The Simpsons. So I, I know there's other great Treehouse bits, but um, I picked the first one because there wouldn't be any other ones. Uh, these are like these people who say... Uh, that, you know, it's a fucking sequel or season 18 is the best one. Well, you know, we got to do season one first. Uh, it's like Angel, you know, <laughs> got to start with the beginning. I start with this one. Well, uh, I, I do, I do got to say that, yes, um, the first Treehouse of Horror did introduce like a nine-year-old me to Edgar Allan Poe. I had no idea what this was and, uh, really educated me. And I do remember when the house says something like, uh, and lots of gross stuff, and there'll be blood <laughs> and things, and that's a great moment. And then, yeah, the house uh, implodes itself, much in the way that it does in the Edna Poltergeist. Uh, I do think this is a great choice, but I would also like to retort with my number three. Race type will be a window is madness. Feeling fine. Wow, that's a relief. This is less encouraging. Hello! Uh, what do you think, Mark? All I need is a title. I was thinking along the lines of no TV and no beer make Homer something something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! Yes, uh, I chose... Now, honestly, this is... We're just, like, splitting hairs here. You could pick almost any of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. I chose uh, five, which is from season six. Uh, it has, of course, the, the shinning, the take on the mm. shining. Yeah. Uh, also has uh, when Homer travels through time uh, accidentally because he gets his hand stuck in a toaster and he has to fix it and he accidentally makes a time machine and he's trying to tell himself not to change anything in the past and you know he kills a bug and then he sneezes on a dinosaur and he keeps trying to fix the past and uh, Ned Flanders is, rules the uh, the world in one of them, and then in another one, he's rich and well-off, but he thinks there's no donuts, but of course it rains donuts. Uh, a lot of hilarious things happen. And then there's the the final storyline on that one is when um, the uh, Principal Skinner and the teachers get a taste for children meat, and they're mm. you know, slowly sending everyone to detention and then killing them and eating them. And it has that great... Uh, who who's the Swedish character? Is it Uber? I'm trying mm. to remember. Uh, I just watched this. Why am I forgetting? It's just because now it sounds wrong because of Uber the the service. Yeah. Uh, mm, I don't know, but I have to say I that's one of the ones I haven't rewatched this year, and 
I, I totally get it. <laughs> I get why you'd pick this one. And maybe it was, um, you know, maybe it was staunch uh, traditionalism or maybe it was just plain laziness that I didn't go through all of them and, and really sift through. I think uh, those sound pretty awesome too. So definitely have that one uh, on the list for things to do. Well, I, I mean, I get your points. Like you're going back to the original. You're going back to what started it all. There's nothing wrong there. Um, and there's there's so many great like like you said, we could just do a whole list, just picking out. Oh, there's the great. You know, maybe next week we'll just pick out our favorites. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll break it down by even stories, not full episodes. Like this is my favorite clip from this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that when they're they're uh, I believe they're eating Uber, and then Principal Skinner is like laughing with the kids and then he goes like and you could say that we've eaten him and he's in our stomachs wait <laughs> wait scratch that last one so great stuff from the simpsons um i know i know it's the the old cliche that it's bad now and maybe it is i just i don't watch it so i can't really state i've i have seen some some recent episodes that have been pretty good so maybe it's when not bad like everyone says Hmm, but when you say recent, do you actually mean like five years ago? <laughs> yeah, very true. Because <laughs> that's like last time I checked in. Uh, yeah, I saw an interesting video. You know, you, all those videos you see where it's like, what happened to this? And they're all trash. But I watched one that was uh, pretty good talking about The Simpsons. Uh, and literally like the transition of writing teams and what happened during what seasons to start to ch kind of change it. But uh, as you said, I don't watch it now. Who does? So let's one not. Of uh, days, one of these days when I'm like in a nursing home or something, I'm going to start from episode some season like 15 and watch all the rest of them that I didn't see. Yeah. You're going to love it with your dementia. Mark my words. Yeah. Mark my words. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. I'll, I'll mark them. Uh, so that's your number three. Great. We're, we're on sync then. Uh, my number three is. Oh, my God. It's a sombrero. And, and it's on your head. It seemed festive. Uh, come in. Candy? What's going on here? You hate Halloween. I've never said any such thing. No, as, as my watcher's duties took precedence, I simply hadn't taken time to... Uh, well, to embrace its inherent charms. Uh, until now, look, look. It's alive! <laughs> See how you... Shakes. Is there something you wanted? Yes, that's right. My number three is Buffy Season 4. Ooh, scary Season 4. Episode 4, Fear Itself. Um, which is the episode where they go to a haunted house. And yeah, as you said, there are three Buffy Halloween specials. And the first one is where they turn into their costumes, uh, which is uh, which is interesting. Is introduction of uh, Ethan Rain. No, it's the second episode with Ethan Rain. Uh, and the third... I remember. The, yeah, the third one is the um, the Dawn episode where she goes on a date with a vampire. So it wasn't that one. It was Fear Itself that I picked for my Buffy Halloween uh, episode. And that's the one where they go to a haunted house and they don't turn into um, the costumes they are. But uh, ironically enough, even though in this world monsters, hey, they, they don't really want nothing to do with Halloween. Shit always kind of goes down on Halloween. And uh, this time it's a fear demon that, 
you know, uh, appropriately, that kind of makes everyone's fears come true as they go through this haunted house to get to a party. So, um, well, what was it? Xander's afraid of being left out, so people stop seeing him. Um, what's Willow afraid of? I think her magic getting loose and crazy, so it chases her around. And, uh, Jim, you look agitated. Do you not like this episode of Buffy? No, I'm sorry. I was letting you finish because I'm an I'm pretty antsy because I need to explain something real quick. Now, we didn't know each other's lists. We didn't know each other's clips. We both independently were like, "Hey, go <laughs> go and watch or figure out what your five Halloween episodes are. Cut some clips of the episodes you want and then let's do the thing." Now, do you I have a clip? If I could interject real quick with my number 1 uh Oh shit. And oh the, shit! And the clip I pulled. <laughs> I'm gonna have to patrol anyway tonight. But tell him I'll double check with Giles. But he's gonna think I should be on active Slayer duty. He doesn't care about Halloween. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my god! Okay, I mean we don't. We just we just saw it. Uh, let me. <laughs> We just saw. We don't need to see it again. But not only did we have the same episode, I mean, not in the same spot, but we chose the same clip. And I'm yeah. sorry, just like antsy to, I was like, should I bring this up? Should I wait till my number one? No, I got to just bring it up. That's my number one. And yeah. to piggyback on everything you were saying, I don't know if you mentioned Oz was afraid of turning. Uh, that was his. Oh, his- shit. Yeah. And the thing with season four of Buffy is it's my favorite season of Buffy. I'm just gonna. Oh. I'm gonna say. Oh, it. you're coming out of the closet! Oh it's my gosh! Season now. I understand everyone likes to be a cliche and try to say it's like the worst season. No and way. If we're only discussing big bads, I would probably agree with you. Now uh, we're getting a little bit into Buffy here, but the initiative. The initiative is a decent idea, and Adam's a decent idea. It's just not. They didn't have the budget to really do what they wanted to do, so it comes off a little corny. But Season four as a whole of Buffy is basically a new season one that sets up the remainder of the show. Mm-hmm. And so many things are introduced in season four. There are so many good standalone episodes. This being one of them, I do agree it is the best Buffy uh, Halloween episode. Um, like, yeah, we, we, we're seeing our characters' insecurities come to life. I mean, a haunted house that becomes real isn't the most original idea. But the way this plays out, and especially the, what it means for our characters, is really well done. We also get introduced to Anya's fear of bunnies in this episode. Yes, she uh, arrives in a bunny costume. <laughs> and we, we're seeing like the beginning of, of uh, the Anya character being a regular, which is great. And yes, Xander, his whole thing with that season being like disconnected from the group because he's, he's not in college like the rest of them, um, which is... Which, which I always appreciated because given, you know, Buffy and Willow went to the same college, that's a TV show thing where your friends go to the same college as you, so the show doesn't end. Yeah. But I thought it was a good way to keep Xander on, but stay true to his character because his family were like pieces of shit, so it wouldn't seem like he'd go to college. And er, er, yes. <laughs> you get to see it all play out through this haunted house, and it has such a great punchline at the end. It's a great episode. Every time we touch on Buffy, it's like amazes me that we haven't done whole episodes 
discussing it because it's kind of crazy. Here's what I want to say about season four, uh, which I probably wouldn't put it at the top for me. I, I haven't like that's something I need to give some serious consideration. I, I, I just made one top five list. You know, don't give ask me for a top seven. I, I these things stress me out, Jim. Uh, but actually, I watched the first three seasons of Buffy when I was very young, maybe too young to be watching it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, because so I was really scared of that uh, praying mantis, even though it looks like shit when you rewatch it, because I was so young when season one was on. But uh, I don't know what the broadcast thing was. Uh, here in Sweden, we kind of, unless we had money and channels, we had to watch what was on. And j- during some blessed period, they just showed Buffy. I don't know if it was every day. I guess it was once a week, probably. And it was just all episodes of Buffy. And so when they stopped showing them, after the freaking high school blows up and they kill the snake and, and Faith is in a coma and I, all, everything, I thought Buffy was over uh, for years. <laughs> I, I know I could have Googled it, uh, but I didn't know that at the time. I just assumed, like, because it, it, it was even, like, I remember watching that and it was, like, vague in my head. It implanted in the back of my head. And it wasn't until later that I realized that there were more seasons of Buffy. And I was like, what? Because, as you uh, were saying, like, people go to college so the show can continue. It felt like a totally natural end, season three. And then season four came and... That was more towards when I was like finishing high school and going to school like or to, to, to college for a bit. And I wasn't a child like I was originally. And the show was growing up and I was growing up. And maybe like this is the opposite of what I said about Charlie Brown, where it really imprinted in my brain. But uh, yeah, I really like season four as well, because partially because, oh, my God, there's more episodes. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend if whether I mean, with someone in the chat, I got to get into Buffy never seen past a couple random episodes. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, season one is pretty shaky. And mm. I mean, don't get too hung up on the effects and even the effects like they're not great, but they're still not terrible for TV. It's and the show's that good where it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, if if you have seen it, I'd say take another gander at season four. So many things get set up. Spike comes back as a regular, gets a chip in his head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of great stuff there. Uh, but yes, this episode. Now, I'm going to make a quick audible judgment call here, and I'm going to say that you should introduce your number two. Because you're right. three, right? That's true. I did. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I will then go on and I, I want to talk more about Buffy, but we'll do a separate show. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. So my number two is... What the... Yo, pardon me there. Say you folks should have done your vegetables and celebrate the harvest with us. Uh... Oh, you're wearing costumes. Well, sure. Pumpkins can't move on their own, can they? Huh, no, yeah, no. Good thing I didn't take this off. You guys find this place as creepy as I do, right? So it's some kind of weird cult where they wear vegetable costumes and dance around a big thing. They seem nice enough. Okay, you're in denial, that's fine. But I'm just saying, something feels off about this place. 
Yes, uh, of course you all recognize this, right? It is Over the Garden Wall, Season 1 and only Episode 2, Hard Times at the Huskin Bee. Uh, did you watch this show, Jim? I have no idea what that was. <laughs> that was Over the Garden Wall, Season 1 and only, Episode 2, Hard Times at the Huskin Bee. Uh, Over the Garden Wall is this uh, animated show which only has, well, let me see so I don't say it wrong here, but yeah, it has 10 episodes and the episodes are not long, and it's just a neat little story that they didn't really need to or aim to make any longer than that. It's about these two brothers wandering in this weird, fantastical world, and the overall tone, I would say, is extremely creepy. Like, it's weird. This is one of those weird shows, but it has this creepy factor running through it, uh, where I would have been terrified even more so than a praying mantis if I'd watched it as a child. And maybe especially in episode two, which isn't technically a Halloween episode, which might be why it's not my number one, but they do arrive in a town where all the people, if you're not on the video feed, they're literally pumpkins. Uh, they are walking around with scary pumpkin faces, dancing around, and it's done in this Cartoon Network style, but it's also kind of desaturated and... It gets way creepier after this little clip that I pulled. Uh, so I really recommend it. It's also the second episode ever of the show. Uh, they introduce Beatrice, the talking bluebird. Of course, one of the most lovable characters of the show. Uh, <laughs> and there's, uh, there's, there's intrigue going on with these freaking um, pumpkins, man. I'm just going to... It's like 10 minutes long, I think. That's this format of... Uh, Steven Universe and uh, Adventure Time, where I don't know how they managed to do a story in 10 minutes. We just watched one minute, more or less. So that's kind of like almost a tenth of the whole story that we just watched. And they hit the beats so well, and they hit the tone so great. It just feels like Halloween when I'm watching it. So uh, I highly recommend it. That was Elijah Wood, by the way, voicing um, the main kid there. <laughs> Now, uh, how old is the show? Is this a recent show? or It is from 2014. And oh, it okay. aired one a day between November 3rd and November 7th. So they just kind of blasted them out there. And it did get like a, a, a fan following. But as I said, it's kind of weird because they never really meant to do more. And people are like, season two. And having watched it, it doesn't need a season two, nor would it make any sense. Uh, so I just really also appreciate how they did that, especially since, and this is an inkling I have, the next show we're going to discuss maybe uh, maybe didn't finish their story as they could have. Maybe they got unjustly canceled, I'll just say. Uh, taking a wild stab in the dark here, but... Uh, but this show, uh, they finished the story, and it was animated, and it was done. And it got a great critical acclaim for its mood and characters, as it should have. It won an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, really good. Oh, I'll have to watch it. It looked cool. I just had no idea what it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't, dear listeners, uh, I... Uh, I recommend it uh, because it's kind of weird and I didn't like love every minute I was watching it because it kind of gets into weird dreamland but also nightmare stuff. So uh, it, it's, it leans a little towards horror but also has comedy. Uh, it's, it sounds like something you would enjoy, Jim. Hmm, very cool. So should we move right along then to my number two? And mine, yes, okay. <laughs> well, slow down. Okay. Ah, here we go. This is my number 
two. Bill, Bill and I decide to go trick-or-treating tomorrow night. Oh, Sam, that's great. We have to get you a costume. No, I'm going to make my own. I'm going out as Gort. He's the robot from the day the Earth stood still. Oh, Gord, how exciting. Sam, what are you doing? You're too old to go out trick-or-treating. Oh, Harold, stop. Well, it's true. There was this kid in my neighborhood when I was growing up, Scott Byron. He kept on trick-or-treating until he's well into his 20s. You know where he's living now? At home with his 90-year-old mother. He's the laughing stock of the community. Never took a wife either. That's right. Freaks and geeks. Uh, is it just called tricks and treats or something like that? What's yes, it is. Uh, now, I mean, I guess before we get into this, do you have anything to say about your number one? Well, as you said, we didn't know each other's uh, lists or anything, but uh, I kind of figured this might make an appearance. So when you said, I'll do a judgment call and you should do this, I was like, well, that's probably your number two. And guess what? That is indeed also my number one Freaks and Geeks Season 1, Episode 3, uh, Tricks and Treats. Do you have a different clip? I do have a different clip this time, uh, but I guess we can save it and play it more as an outro to discussing this one. Uh so the reason it's my number one is in part because a lot of these specials are like separate from the story uh, or not really. I mean, honestly, not the ones that we picked here because, you know, community or on my, just looking at my list, you know, community, Buffy, uh, Over the Garden Wall. Well, not Treehouse of Horror, but those ones, they, they, they're integrated into the story and like the Halloween aspects are central to what's happening and they're like a main part of it and other halloween specials i feel kind of just go oh it's we're wearing costumes but that part's not important or like it's just cosmetic or even like a standalone thing uh which isn't necessarily bad but what's great about uh freaks and geeks here is that everything that happens in this episode is so tied into halloween and I don't know, it's so integrated with the story and our main character or one of our main characters is is growing so much through this experience of going out and being a vandal and smashing post boxes with a baseball bat as you drive past. Uh, it's it's like all central to the story and it's a really good episode. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, there's a lot going on because we have, yeah, Lindsay's growing up and being a little bit more re rebellious, which is continuing. I mean, that's kind of the the main cusp of the show. Uh, you know, from the pilot, we learn like she's kind of different now that her grandmother passed away. And yeah, becoming more rebellious and stepping away from her mom who, you know, wants to have her baby girl. And then, of course, we have Sam who is a freshman in high school now, uh, but, and, and at the beginning he's, you know, he understands I'm, I'm, I'm old now. I don't go out trick or treating. Like I'm on high school. We're going to do cool stuff. Like go to a haunted house and try to hit on the hot dog on a stick girls. But then when he's, you know, facing that dead on in his high school, like uh, literature or English class or what class or whatever, where he has to read like a, uh, what is it? Crime and punishment or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where he has to, and he's like, oh, I don't want to read this like serious grown-up book. I want to dress up for Halloween. And I want to go trick-or-treating. And that doesn't quite go as planned. Uh, and you're right. Yeah, it plays in so much into Halloween, but it plays into so much what the show is. 
uh, it's a really, really great blend uh, of, of theming with, you know, character stuff. So it's a really well done episode. Yeah. And uh, like the thing we were saying about, uh, you know, community making us want to rewatch community or even more of these ones, even more Buffy, obviously. And in general, this one really was like, oh, shit, I need to watch Freaks and Geeks like immediately because it's been it's been too long and I've it's been so long for me that I was a different person when I first watched it and I liked it, but I liked it more now, I think just watching this one episode. And I was like, uh, how much am I going to get out of all these other ones? You know, this plethora of episodes that just all these seasons and seasons of, uh, freaks and geeks that uh, are here for me to consume and enjoy. No, I agree. I was actually, I thought the same exact thing when I rewatched this episode because I, I mean, I've seen the pilot a ton, and I love the pilot. But a, a lot of these episodes, I haven't really rewatched a ton, even though I love the show. Um, and you're right, like rewatching it now, even a little older. Like I always understood this show as kind of more of a. I mean, nostalgic's not the right word, but it's clear that it's you know an adult perspective on growing up. Like that's kind of why it's so good. And yeah. it's really funny, but the drama doesn't lack, but it also doesn't feel like melodrama. And uh, it's even though it's, you know, it takes place in a specific time and place, the themes are pretty universal. And yeah, rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how good this show is. It's, it kind of has no business being as good it is, as it is. And there's so many, there's, there's so many people that are like way more famous and, uh like like uh successful now that yeah. you know we're on this show and in a way it's also a bum out some of the stuff the people behind the scenes are putting out now because it's not really hitting that potential that this show promised well i felt that primarily with paul feig uh because of ghostbusters and uh stuff like that um and I mean, yeah, if you haven't watched it or if you don't know, it's, uh, what is it, produced by Judd Apatow or whatever. And Paul Feig is uh, the creator and writing a lot of it, writing this episode, yeah. for example. Yeah, I uh, think Judd writes a good amount of it, too. But yeah, I think it's clearly, I think it's Paul Feig's like main baby for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I think Judd writes a good amount as well, though. Yeah, so of course we have James Franco, Sam Levine, Seth Rogen. I mean, the the quote-unquote minor characters are almost more well-known now than the our, our, our central characters jason siegel of course um and uh, yeah it's so it's so weird they're so young and uh it's uh, a shame that it was uh canceled as it was i was i mean that's fucking oh i'm so original i'm saying it was a shame the freaks and gigs was canceled jesus christ yeah we get it uh but yeah there's 18 episodes that's a lot more than uh other shows get it's a it's a good show and um yeah it, i was reading about why it or part of why it got canceled and i'm talking about different visions where you know the company was taken over by someone who had a very different vision and was saying stuff like these characters need to like be more cool and they need to have more wins and get more popular and stuff like that. And that's so obviously at odds with what the show is, where it's like depicting a typical kind of sad high school experience, but also like making the highs and lows not melodramatic, as you were saying, but actually making them believable and having both 
comedy and drama going on. I don't know. Uh, maybe this is a good time to play my clip because you did say that, uh, yeah, uh, they go trick-or-treating and it doesn't quite go as planned. So uh, that's a clip I selected for my number one. I don't want to fight you, Alan. You don't have to. Just give us your candy and you're free to go. Okay, here. <laughs> now you dork. Get it. We went through a lot for this. Shut your mouth, you little girl. Not a little girl, I'm a bionic woman. Yeah, prove it. No, no cut it out. Stop, just take the candy. This is my grandpa's gold. No. Ah, ow. Fell on my knife. Come on, let's get out of here. Yeah, so that's just a little little fight scene that happens there and it's exactly as dramatic as it should be and more kind of awkward than fists flying and flailing and uh i mean that would not happen the same way in fucking riverdale is all i'm saying yeah and there's just so many great moments in this episode like um you know sam comes home because he gets egged and like you know he doesn't rat his sister out and their mom's already disappointed because Lindsay kind of ditched her, even though she's doing what she's supposed to do because she's growing up. And yeah. the mom says something about, you know, like kids feel meaner these days. And Lindsay says, you know, they didn't throw eggs when you were young. And she's like, I didn't. And it's such a great moment. And then just the small, like that Sam like resigns himself to growing up because he just goes in his room and reads his book for school. Like, it's just these these small moments, but they mean a lot. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then just Lindsay, Lindsay getting that freedom, that feeling of like smashing pumpkins and throwing eggs, but then kind of realizing that's not her. Like, I don't know. It's it's such a good fucking show. And I, I, I'm really glad we did this Halloween thing because I forgot. Like, I always yeah. knew I love this show, but like, re, like you said, like rewatching it, uh, it's, it's, it really is kind of like, like wow, a show this good was on TV. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, at that time when uh, I mean I should know this. It was yeah ninety nine to two thousand. Yeah. So yeah. much good television happening then. It's crazy. And uh, Valeria in the chat was saying, "Bionic woman, he looks more like a mom." And yes, indeed, he does steal his mother's clothes and to dress up as the bionic woman, which is when they have this montage. I almost picked the montage of them getting their Halloween costumes as my clip because they uh, like, he's just taking that and he's talking on the phone. Like he's the bionic woman and saying all these dramatic lines. And it's super funny and super awkward when he's like, no, I, these are 100% uh, non-bionic or something like totally natural. And then he's like, Oh, yeah, you can use the phone, Mom, because his mother picks up the phone. Uh, so, as I said, both comedy and drama going on. It's a great episode. Man, I was hoping we could combine our lists and make, like, a top ten, but I guess it's, like, a top eight or whatever because we did have did have some crossover on there. Well, I mean, I guess if we end up with a top eight, if we want to do a shorter top ten, we can each pick one of our, uh, like, dark horses or something. That's true. Throw that at the top for, like, ten and nine, I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. Doing show prep on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. Uh, I did uh, promise our listener Kristen that, and listener and friend Kristen, that I would watch 
the Boy Meets World Halloween special totally out of context to see if it's good enough to get a spot on the list because from what I just searching for it, people are really still scared about that one. Uh, years later, and I did watch one or two episodes of Boy Meets World, so maybe I have enough context to get it. That's one. Do you have any other like obvious dark horses? Um, if you want to get, pay them some lip service right now before we wrap up. Uh, not really off the dome. No, I was kind of skimming through like lists and I was surprised to see like a Gilmore girls episode listed. And then oh. I looked it up. I didn't rewatch it, but it's like clearly not really a hollow. I think they like, maybe it was what you were saying before. They kind of make mention of Halloween, but it's mostly about, uh, uh, Lorelai and Rory dealing with their fallout, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a discussion we're eager to have. Uh, I will mention dead like me where, uh, hollow, like Dead Like Me, if you don't know, is about uh, characters who are reapers who uh, basically take people from this world to the next. They uh, like get their souls out of their bodies. And it's also got, for some reason, kind of a similar feel to Freaks and Geeks in a way. And I don't know the way it's put together, at least for me, or maybe I was just watching them at a similar time. But um, th- the only reason I didn't rewatch it because the Halloween special is like the series finale. It's the last episode where on Halloween, the people who knew you when you were alive can see you as the person you were or something like that. And I remember that being quite good, but also it wasn't the best finish to the series. So uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one, but I didn't want to like watch it out of context. So that could be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's been so, so long since Dead Like Me. And I vaguely remember, didn't it come back as a movie or another yeah. show or something? Yeah, it did. And that was kind of weird and not amazing as far as I recall. So, so yeah. Uh, no Roseanne, the chat says. Uh, I apologize. I don't have any Roseanne off the dome. I remember there was a scary Punky Brewster episode. I don't remember if it's Halloween or not, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I was relying on you to pull some more like old sitcom stuff. Uh, I'm sure Full Full House has one. Yeah, F- uh, Fuller House has one as well. Um, Great. I, I, weirdly, I just kind of stayed away from sitcom stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe I'll have to delve into it because yeah, we'll have to we'll have to pad out our top ten. So stay tuned for that. Even if you sat through this long discussion, then you can look for a shorter discussion with uh, our ten and nine picks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I will say all of these, like you sat through them, but hey, you got a lot of good show recommendations because I think most of these work out of context. And like, that's also why I didn't want to pick Dead Like Me. You shouldn't watch only that episode. But if you watch the Halloween episode of Freaks and Geeks or Over the Garden Wall or Buffy or Community or even Treehouse of Horror, it's gonna, or horrors, it's gonna make you want to watch more of that. And that's kind of the feeling I was shooting for with this list. Agreed. Agreed. So. so before we wrap up here, I did want to mention there's still a deal. You got deals where, and no, this is not an ad for me undies or some trash. Uh, it's a better deal. It's a deal where you get entertainment for free. What? I'm already getting that. Well, you can get tailor-made entertainment for free. I hate Halloween. I want him to talk about Thanksgiving specials. Well, you got an opportunity by going through to iTunes and leaving us a review, telling us what shows to discuss, and we are contractually obligated to do so. Uh, we do have a couple of new reviews here from uh, from last week. This is from Eweath, 
who writes that Jim Scampoli from Jim and Them is at it again, this time with a fellow from Sweden named Jacob Burroughs. Jim and Jacob have a great chemistry, uh, uh, and discuss uh -huh. current relevant television shows such as Westworld and Game of Thrones. Also, season two of The Simpsons, but he didn't write that. I just started listening to this show, and so far, I'm really impressed with not only the quality of the discussion, but also the way they dissect each episode to get to the root of what is going on. This is especially apparent in the Westworld episodes that I am making my way through now. They also encourage listeners to watch along and leave comments on their website, and we'll talk about points that the listeners bring up. Great show, guys. Keep it up. This guy didn't request one. Ewith, you could have asked for a show. That must mean you're completely uh, satisfied with what's going on, or you didn't get to these episodes yet. But either way, thank you for leaving a review. Yeah, very cool. I didn't realize we had a couple new reviews. We also have one from Trip Sizzle. Uh, the subject is high-quality show. I really love Jim and Jacob's point of views on shows which you know. It's the same quality as any of the best pop culture pop podcasts out here on iTunes and reminds me of something that would be featured on The Ringer. These guys are experienced and interesting podcasters that will never bore you with what they have to say. Spoke too soon, eh? <laughs> My favorite format in is when they go episode to episode for high-profile shows like Game of Thrones and Westworld. Holy shit. They said the same shows, and I urge them to do it more in the future because it's super fascinating as a listener to hear their insight. I would love to hear them delve into more Netflix shows like Glow, Girl Boss, or Dear White People. I haven't seen these shows, but I feel like shows which you know will cut through the BS and tell me what I'm missing. When these guys recommend something, I'm never disappointed. Happy anniversary, fellas. Thank you. So which, which one of those shows counts as their pick? I think... If it makes sense to you, uh, they asked us to give more of a, like an impression of uh, Netflix shows that are coming out. So I think maybe we should do a 2017 Netflix episode where we do kind of similar to our fall TV episode where we watch like one or two of each and have a discussion about the Netflix shows going on. That will let us do a bit more broad talk and maybe recommend shows to people at home. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a that's a, an amazing idea, and I'm all for it. Yes, great. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, yeah. Uh, it skips between a midget and a doll when it moves. They're talking about Family Matters Halloween episode. Steve has a doll of himself that comes alive. Yeah, I did. I I was looking at the reviews. I uh, got no context there. I was like, what? What is happening? Oh uh, yes. <laughs> well. Uh, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for Halloween. Uh, can we get some more, just for the people in the chat, can we get some more zombie effects? I mean, I really feel like I'm oh. going to die any second here, so just for one last moment of happiness, I would love to... Uh, oh, it's a zombie. Oh, there's a zombie! <laughs> yeah, you see what you're missing out on? Now he's a Dracula. He's a Dracula now, guys. Uh, this is so joyful. Oh, no, what's that? What's happening? <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, the spider's here. Okay, thank you for uh, for listening, everybody. Please visit lawsandpedia.org um, and uh, jimandthem.com and shows what you know.com. Oh my god, that's pretty much fuck. I'm gonna die. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>